Are you looking for a new website to place your bets? Well, I've got the perfect sportsbook for you to check out. TopNotchOdds.com They offer dozens of betting options per game. And with live betting, well, they've got that covered too, offering literally hundreds of live bets every single game. Deposit with Bitcoin, MoneyGram, or credit card. And best of all, withdraw your money within hours of requesting a payout. So start winning money today online at TopNotchOdds.com. This is College Football Weekly. College football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walji. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Here with me, as always, Tyler Walji. Tyler, how are you, sir? Hello, Will. Doing good? Have you ever had bread fresh? From a bakery, like fresh from a good yeah. old mom and pop bakery. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's just the only way is to go. New to you or something? Yes. Well, I usually get my bread from the grocery store. Of course. And, and when you get your bread from the grocery store, it's just not the same. Yeah, I mean, not, uh, not at all. It's it, it's yeah, it's it's definitely not the same. No, you get I, I like a, a loaf of Wonder Bread is not the same as like a oh, guy dude. with a baker's cap on. No, the baker's cap guy's the way to go. And I went into the fresh bakery. Well. I guess every ba- it was everything's fresh As opposed in the bakery. To the stale bakery. <laughs> I went into the bakery last week, man, and I got a loaf of bread, fresh baked. And first of all, they weigh like three times the amount of a normal loaf. That's how you know it's a good loaf, folks. Is it weighs? It, it's dense, dense, nice, yeah. dense piece of bread. And I've been eating more sandwiches and more bread this week because of the fresh baked bread. I'm I'm into it, man. How about that? It's so, called honey whole wheat. Honey whole wheat. Yeah, it's kind my, of bread so. It is. My mom is a huge. She loves to bake. That's okay. always been her thing. So she bakes bread. She bakes. All kinds of different pastries, cookies, whatever. That's always been her thing, and it's tough because every time I go home, I feel like I gain some weight. She I was going to say, with, were you there recently? You've been looking like oh, been, Tyler, uh, how could you, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I know how sedentary you are during football season. And, that uh, is true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, on the weekends, I'm watching football all day. So, you know, if I'm if I'm being really good about it, I'm doing some push-ups like on, during commercial breaks oh, and things the like hell that. Up. You know? No, you're not. Yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot of push-ups. <laughs> I'm getting totally yoked. Yeah, it looks you know like me. it. Looks like it. Well, for we all got- those that are listening, yeah. I basically have like the body of the Rock, he does. Dwayne the Rock yeah, Johnson, busting out of his T-shirt. Over oh yeah, there. swole, rocked up. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We got a good show today though. So it's week thirteen. We got stock up, stock down. We got another outdated movie review from Tyler. Yes, we do. We're gonna give out week 13's games, but Tyler, week twelve. Week twelve. Wow. It was quite a week. It was really good. There were some amazing games. I feel like, though, we need to start, unfortunately, with Tua. Tua. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, yes. man. Not very good. Uh, I feel terrible for him. And, uh, you know, I saw you tweeted out from your Twitter <laughs> account that it's all Nick Saban's fault and he should be fired. Why don't you go ahead and uh, make the argument for that, Tyler? Uh, well, look, first of all... With Shitter, I don't even need a cell phone. My thoughts are sent directly to the internet and then to everyone else on Shitter. <laughs> so I did. I tweeted at the show, uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, at CFB Weekly. And I tweeted from my own personal account, because obviously, if you're a listener of the show, you know last week we did our Shitter segment, where all the shitty stuff that ends up on Twitter. And our main point last week was how all these idiots are saying fire Sabin off of one loss. Well, I decided to pile on, and I got on Twitter after Tua got hurt, and I said... Obviously, this is Nick Saban's fault. Obviously. Yeah, this is clearly on Saban. 
And we had uh, somebody fired back and said, yeah. Yeah, you, you know a lot about you football. You clearly know what you're talking about. And uh, I don't think they – if they missed last week or they hadn't been listening. But uh, it's just – it's funny, the bad takes out there and how much awful information is on Twitter. And so I was just kind of making fun of all the stupid assholes out there who think Nick Saban should be fired because of course. they lost a game and then because Tua got hurt. Which there were a lot of people out there who – I think one guy, the second guy who liked the tweet, actually thought – that statement should be fired <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some of those people out there and to be fair like the guy who you know clapped back at you it is a it's not exactly a ridiculous thing to assume that some twitter idiot is tweeting out that it's Saban's fault hey. he, he if he's not a listener of the show he might have just assumed you were uh, a huge idiot and that you were like this is Saban's fault because look if it was like the same ankle injury then maybe you could at least be like Oh, they played him too soon. They should have rested him after the LSU game and all right, that. Right, right. But the fact that it was a total different injury entirely, and two had been lights out before he got hurt. He just seems injury prone to me. <sighs> there was that ESPN thing that came out listing all the injuries since like 2000, early 2017. He's gotten hurt six times now. Yeah, I mean, I, that's pretty typical, I think, for a running quarterback in the SEC. Not many of those guys last super long, but... Uh, and I mean, he's not a big dude Cam Newton, either. Tim Tebow. Cam Newton's like six six, two fifty. That's what I'm saying. Two is two is not big. Um, you know, he is a small guy, so maybe you're right. Maybe he's a little injury prone. And you know, this one sucks because I mean, there, there's been a lot of reports out there about this hip injury. Some people say that it's a super long road to recovery, and still, even maybe, I, I saw some people that were saying there's a doubt that he maybe could never play again. Sounds like th- they're gonna do surgery for him this week. And they expect him, Alabama expects him to make a full recovery. But either way, this is a big one. I don't know if he's going to be out for a while and not going to be able to play again. I do know one thing, that after that, there's no way those hips can lie. Oh, Tyler. (laughs) Tyler. (laughs) Uh, Why don't you just let yourself out, Tyler? Um, You're all weak. No, yeah, but it sucks for Tua. uh, But I almost feel like this might solve, because he's done for the season, I, I think this could solve the committee's problem of feeling like, if they have to choose Alabama or not. But see, this that, is don't you like feel like Alabama's got no out. shot to make the playoff yes, anymore? I do, but this is the easy way out. You want to see Alabama go down crashing and burning with trying their hardest. I don't right. want any excuses coming from Tuscaloosa. Oh, Tua got hurt. I wanted Tua to be in healthy, 100%, and they still get left out. That would have been so I agree. sweet. I agree. And I uh. saw Barrett Saley. He's a big uh, college football Twitter guy. He's an SEC guy. Uh, he tweeted out that if if Alabama beats Auburn with a backup quarterback, they should get in over Oregon because it's a mutual opponent and blah, blah, yeah, blah. And everyone was just like, um, no, not, no, that's really not how that works. That's, that, that's an awful take right there. Yeah, terrible take. That, that's just people who are, that's like Paul Feinbaum. When, you, when you're in the middle of SEC country, yeah. you just, you're going to lose SEC's me after writing a while. Their, you know, cashing those checks or writing those checks for them. It's so ridiculous. Like, yeah. like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love people who are so SEC. And look, I give the SEC a ton of credit. I feel like I have to come over the top because we're on the West Coast and we're in the middle of SEC haterland. So I feel like I almost have to be pro SEC because everyone's so anti SEC around us. But the fact is, when you're in the middle of it, and and this year they're no better than any other conference. I mean, the the teams at the top are as good at the, as the teams at the top in the Big Ten, and the in the maybe the Big Twelve is a little bit down this year. I think I think that the SEC's uh, it, with a healthy Tua, I think they're 
they're probably still the best, but it's not like a huge margin like it had been in the past. Well, I mean, LSU's so good. Georgia's LSU's so good. Great. Alabama's so good. And you have Auburn there. But after that, I mean, yeah, there's I, a big I think drop teams off. like Florida, all right? Florida's a great example. They're, they they got so much clout this year. They played so good for big games. But if they are if they have a typical Big Ten schedule, and you know, the more we actually go into this, this is almost a, da- a weird down year for every other conference but the SEC because the Big Ten's a little bit down, especially at the top. You don't have... Who who's great in this year in the Big Ten besides Ohio State? Uh, I don't know. Penn State's close. Maybe they're not great, but they're they're very good. Uh, Penn State's good. ACC's got Clemson. Yeah, that's the Cle- Big ACC's Twelve. Well, what about the Big Twelve? I yeah, mean, the, they're down year this year. The, the the Pac twelve obviously is always down. Yeah. So it's like you look everywhere else, and it's like down, 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 down. I think by default the SEC is better this I year. I kind of feel like it's more a product of there just being a lot more depth in some of these uh, conferences. Like in the past. Look, Penn State would be undefeated if they hadn't lost to Minnesota. In the past, Minnesota wasn't a good team. Now they're kind of back on top. And so I think you see a little know. bit more competition. When I think Big Ten, the last thing I think is amazing depth this year. I don't. Oh, I, I disagree. I, I think there are. I mean, there's, there's, there's not a lot of great teams, but there's a lot of good teams. And I, mm. I feel the same way about the Big 12. Uh, the Pac-12 is pretty, you know, fairly deep. There's some good teams in the Pac-12. I don't know. You're, they're not as top-heavy. At, yeah, and at, I think that's it. That's it. Is is we usually have those couple teams at the top. If anything, if you look at the the top of the conference, the Pac-12 is like the second or third best conference this year. Yeah. Utah and, and Oregon right now both have clear shots. I think clear windows to get into the postseason tournament. Yeah, maybe. I I, I certainly hope so, man. Um, but either way, that's a tough one for for Alabama. They still get the win and the cover. Thankfully, we gave that one out. Uh, they covered it pretty easily. It was just twenty one point spread. They won by thirty one. So go. that's good. Uh. LSU, look, LSU, I, I, so the playoff rankings just came out tonight. I believe LSU is still number one. I don't know if you want to bring those up for me, Tyler. Are they out right now? Yeah, I believe they came out about an hour ago. Oh. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night. LSU still number one, and that's fine. I think they're going to get passed by Ohio State once Ohio State wins out the rest of their games. But, uh, look, LSU's offense is great. I am legitimately scared about their defense. I think that if LSU plays Ohio State tomorrow, I think Ohio State wins that game because LSU played Ole Miss a four and seventeen, four and seven. Now they're four and six. Ole Miss put up six hundred and fourteen yards of offense. Tell me that's not concerning, Tyler. Uh, it's concerning, but I mean, you wonder how into the game LSU was at this point in the season. You've got so much locked up. You wonder how much is motivation playing a part. I do have the new rankings, by the way. No changes, 1 through 7. It's still LSU 1, Ohio State 2, Clemson 3, Georgia 4, Alabama 5, Oregon 6, Utah 7, Penn State moves to 8, Oklahoma moves up to 9, and Minnesota drops a couple spots to number 10. Okay, interesting. Yeah. No big changes. But look, man, LSU, if they're going to – I think they'll win the SEC. I think they'll beat Georgia. If they are going to compete in the playoffs, right now – just, are they going to be able to score sixty on Clemson and Ohio State? Because I think that's what it's going to it's going to take for them to win that game. To win what game? If they if they play Clemson or Ohio State, oh, I think they got to score fifty or more because I think they're giving up forty five at a minimum I mean, to both those. Don't teams. Don't you think that's a bit of an overreaction just from last week's game? Six hundred yards, man. I know motivation is one thing, but that doesn't matter. LSU should be should be leagues better than Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not a good team. Six hundred and fourteen yards, Tyler. Come on, man. Well, that's a ton, but I mean, they seem to have control throughout the game. At one point, it was twenty-eight to zero. I think that when you're down twenty-eight zero, you're gonna give up some yards here or there. I mean, I just don't. I, I, I'm not buying into LSU. The the sky's falling because of this awful game in the box score. Yeah, Old Miss gained a, some, you know, 
a couple more hundred yards than, than, you're, than, <laughs> you're, com- more hundred. than, than you're comfortable with. But their quarterback was 9 of 16 for 123. Yeah, look, I, look I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, the offense is not the problem for LSU. They're going to score, and they... You know they put up seven hundred plus yards on Ole Miss. But this that was guy, just a, uh, a crazy scoring John game. John Ruiz Plumley. Yeah, for Ole Miss. John Ruiz Plumley. He sounds like he should own a uh, a, a jam jelly and jam. You love manufacturing stuff. I do. I mean, you know, there's there's not. I like the the uh, the all natural. You think stuff. he's related to the, the Duke, the, the Plumley basketball players, Mason and Miles Plumley? Ooh, maybe. If so, they got he's a football probably, playing younger brother. Those Plumleys are, are rough in the NBA. Yeah, they're yeah. they're. Uh, they're Duke boys, you know. They they hustle for for uh, balls and they get on the ground. They get their rebounds. They don't score. They're a lot. diving on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Plumlee's like that. I don't know, man. All I'm saying is that uh, look, I I think LSU will end up probably ranked number two when it all is said and done when the playoffs begin. And I think that they will likely play Clemson at number three. And at that point, when I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I think that game will go over whatever the game. If the game total is a hundred points, I'm taking the over. Well. I mean, yeah, but I, look at this point in the season, Clemson or uh, LSU's undefeated. Left on their schedule, they've got, I believe, Arkansas, Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah, nothing they're, left. No, they're in the SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and look, they're deserving of all this. I'm just saying, a team that wants to compete for championships doesn't give up 600 yards of offense. And they're gonna, I guess, okay, maybe I phrased that wrong. They are going to compete for championships. A team that wants to win it. Can't give up 600 yards of offense to anybody. So are you officially taking LSU off of your serious contenders board today? No, I mean, they're if they're in the playoff, they're a serious contender, I think. But I'm saying, I, I, I what I will say is I don't think they are going to win the national championship. I will say that right now. LSU is not going to win the championship. Got some breaking news here from uh, Will Chambers. Yeah. LSU is not going to win the national championship. That's actually, we've both been up on LSU now for weeks. I think that it didn't take long for anyone to realize LSU was a real team. Once Joe Burrow was able to do what he's done this year, it was clear. This team has a very, very high ceiling. I don't, I don't know, Will. I think that if they, I think that you're overreacting a lot to last week's game. Now it's two weeks in a row. They've given up a lot of points to Alabama and 37 to Ole Miss. How many points would you give me right now, LSU and Clemson in the first game? I well, would, would you make the spread? Would you give me LSU plus seven? Well, here, I'll, I'll say two things. I'll say what I think the spread will be and then what I would have it as. I think the spread in that game would be LSU maybe minus two, one, one and a half, two points. It would be a, a, a small spread. Where I would have it, yeah, I would have I would have Clemson by three, three and a half. That's a, that's a very close spread for a team that you think doesn't have a chance to – stop Clemson essentially they, is what you're saying oh they don't have a chance to stop them now maybe they'll score 65 and win the game I'm not saying that that can't happen obviously this LSU offense has been insane it's been incredible I'll, I'll take this look ahead game if you give me LSU plus seven right now. well that's assuming they're playing LSU plus seven no I'm not giving you that that's twice the spread that I offered you come on Tyler you already you know I'm not going to give you any more than you've already gotten uh, well that's fair well we'll see you know when we get there because honestly my prediction you know we don't have to spend too much time on the playoffs I think the the final four will be Ohio State one, LSU two, Clemson three, Oregon four. That's my prediction for the final four. And I think I we would see Ohio that. State beat Oregon. I think we'd see Clemson beat LSU. That's my personal belief. And I love LSU. I love Coach O. I'll be rooting for them against Clemson, but I just uh, personally I think Clemson Clemson's kept, like weirdly flying under the radar right now. No yeah, one is talking yeah, about them, it's and it's because they're playing nobody. Right. But you look at their at their recent games. I mean, they just put. 
52 on Wake Forest, and I, Wake Forest they're seven and three. They're not a you know a terrible team. I know the S the ACC is bad, but Clemson's just at, basically you know they struggled for the first four weeks of the season, and they almost lost that game to North Carolina. Since the Florida State game, they've scored 45 points or more every game, and they're barely giving up anything on on defense. Okay, but but no one gives Clemson the the deserved amount of credit. And let me explain myself. Yes, the ACC is bad this year, but these college schedules are made up years in advance. Right, right now, you can look to like 2022, 2023, and see who a lot of these teams are playing. Clemson went out this year and scheduled out of conference Texas A&M, and then there was a throwaway game in there, some like D2 school, and then South Carolina. Which is a rival for them too, but you're right, even still. Yeah, even still, it's an SEC team. I'm sure when they scheduled this a couple years ago, South Carolina was still a formidable team. They're not bad this year. I think they might play South Carolina every year. I could be wrong about that. But they, even, they are but even rivals, so, this yeah. whole idea that they don't play anybody, uh, they went and played Texas A&M. Yeah. They played, they played SC. I mean, Clemson is doing everything you can ask yeah, a team in 2019 to do. For sure. It's just the ACC is not very good, but they're destroying who they have played. I mean, there hasn't been a close game on their schedule, like you said, since the North Carolina game, right. which you're allowed a close game every year. I mean, if you're going to win a close game, I'm not. I, that, that shouldn't be too much of a penalty unless you make a habit of it. They followed that up, beating Florida State 45-14, Louisville 45-10 on the road, Boston College 59-7, uh, uh, NC State 55-10, Wake Forest, like you said, 52-3, to they're dominating these teams, yeah. and and I think Clemson is just as good this year. Now, my main thing with Clemson was always, do they have the motivation? They've For been there sure. before. They don't have that hunger, but it looks like Dabo Sweeney's not letting them be complacent, and they're getting better every week. So. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it, it's just weird to think that Clemson is kind of flying under the radar. Obviously, yeah, every, everyone's penciling them in for the playoffs, and the reason why, like, I haven't watched three quarters of a Clemson game all year long because they haven't. You know, I watched the second half of the North Carolina Clemson game. And since then, like, what's the point? They're blowing everybody out. So it's not exciting to watch. Not many people are paying that close attention. But honestly, right now, I, I think they would beat LSU. I think that the national championship game will be Clemson versus Ohio State. Yeah, I do too. And the way things are going right now, I like that prediction. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ohio State, they take care of business at Rutgers. Ohio 56 State. to 21. Rutgers covering for me. hey the 52. <laughs> I uh, let, 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 let's get a record update, Will, uh, on the season. I wanna I wanna throw a little conspiracy theory at you, Tyler. I got some music here for you then. Now, for those that don't know, Tyler does all the production for this show. Okay. Now, what that means is that theoretically, Tyler could have gone back to last week's show, edited my <laughs> voice to make it seem like he picked uh, uh, Rutgers to to cover when really he didn't at all, and so. Right now, you know Tyler, who also edits the uh, the bet board, it shows Tyler's being seven and one, and yet I'm just uh, you know don't let, don't don't uh, believe everything you hear, folks. So the conspiracy's in, huh? <laughs> God, will <laughs> no seven and okay. one on the year. Yeah, Tyler's crushing it. I'm hot right now. I am on fire. Yeah, you're beating <laughs> me straight up when, when we go head to head. And to be fair. I'm still doing very well on my picks uh, yeah, uh, on the yeah. year record, and both of us are together. But it's when, when, we, when we, we go head-to-head head and we disagree, right now Tyler's handing it to me. Uh, you know what? If I can get it close to 500 by the end of bowl season, I'll be very proud of myself. 7-1. I win again, just like always. We're going to have a lot of games coming up. Bowl season is going to be a ton of games, and uh, we'll see how this thing – 
evens out, but Ugh. seven and one on the year, Will. I don't Honestly, love I'm it. feeling I'm feeling spicy over here. But Rutgers plus fifty two last week. Ohio State was I mean, it, I always like to play this game. I've said it to you before. It's always a very accurate hypothetical to play. If Warren Buffett or some random person came to the teams, Ohio State and Rutgers before the game, and said, Okay, if you guys win, every player on this team gets a million dollars for every point you win by. Ohio State would have won that game 150 to zero. It was all about Ohio State getting ahead early. They put their backups in with 13 and a half minutes because they scored that quick touchdown in the second half. Quick touchdown. Their backups were in 13 and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Oh, yeah. And they looked like backups. They didn't look like, you know, we always say it's so cliche with Alabama, Ohio State. Oh, their backups are just as good as... You realize quickly that's not the case. Right. Rutgers starters were outperforming Ohio State's backups pretty drastically there for the second half. Ohio State made a lot of, yeah, maybe not that drastically. Ohio right. State made a bunch of mistakes. That freshman or sophomore, whatever their quarterback is, made a lot of errors. The backup. Yeah, yeah. And, and Rutgers was able to manufacture a couple scores late. Ohio State could have given two shits about that game. They had it wrapped up, and they were looking forward to this this Penn State game. That was all Ohio State kind of coasting. Yeah, for sure. How's that song go? Kick, push, Coast. <laughs> I mean, that's what Ohio State was doing. That's what, that is what they were doing. Yeah. And they, they rested four of their starters. Lately. Obviously, Chase Young was suspended, but they rested some other starters. You know, they I, when I was, wa- I was watching this game, obviously, because you and I had the bet on it, and Rutgers' first touchdown in the first half was, was total garbage. Off uh, the a turnover. Yeah, it was, it was a muff punt that yeah. Rutgers fell on, so that just gave them the ball at, like, the 10-yard line. And then the, the two that came in the second half were garbage time, like you said, against yeah. Ohio State's twos and threes. And obviously, those guys didn't perform well i mean i was you know they still won by 35 points but a 52 point spread you know that's what happens and uh so tyler you were right i was wrong uh i won't i won't play that happy gilmore <laughs> drop it's okay <laughs> tough one tough one seven one i'll get back i'll get it back uh georgia auburn might as well oh, talk oh, hey it's <laughs> another one Whoa, i am on fire Bulldogs. <laughs> Might as well bring it up. The other the other game you and I had a bet board game on. Yep. Uh Georgia wins twenty one fourteen. Man. Okay, and and unlike the previous game, that was you can say that was clear. Georgia minus three was the play there. Oh yeah. And and Auburn was lucky. They scored all fourteen of their points in the fourth quarter. They were down twenty one nothing going into the fourth quarter. So that could have been it could have been way worse than it was. And Auburn I thought Auburn with the bye week at home, I just thought they could keep it close. And they kind of technically they had a chance there at the end a little bit, but you, um, you mentioned how get it done. you mentioned how you're kind of down on LSU's defense right now. Georgia's got a good shot to go in there and beat LSU in the SEC championship. Maybe. What happens if Georgia wins that game? Is LSU still in? Uh, yeah, I think at that point they'd edge out <laughs> Oregon, uh, but I don't think that's happening. I I don't oh, think that that Salamander uh, Stevenson. I don't think Georgia can score to keep up with LSU Dude. personally, but. I hope it's a good game either way. Or Georgia's offense That's, isn't yeah. kind of what it was the last couple of years. Their defense is great, though. Their defense is really tearing it up. And DeAndre Swift, man, another 100-yard game. Yeah. That guy is an absolute stud. Uh, we were just talking about Oregon. Oregon blows out Arizona 34-6. They seem like they're doing some statement victories right now, trying to make their case for the committee to get in eventually. And I think that ultimately if they went out and they beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, I think they do make it in, it's in that looking, fourth spot. It's, if LSU wins the SEC, it's looking more and more like whoever wins the Pac-12 is getting in, man. I, I'm, well, I'm a little bit less certain that if Utah does it, that, uh, that they what, will edge out 
that's what I thought until last week. But you start playing all these scenarios. What? What? Why? Because it was USC. Is that the only I, here's, reason? Here's what it is. I think the, the the real reason is that the main factor in this is that Oregon lost to Auburn, and and I think there is a lot of SEC bias when you talk when you talk about this. So the fact that they lost a close one to a good SEC team, okay, well they're good enough. We'll let them in. But if Utah beats that team now, all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, whatever. They it's lost on the road of, at USC. Exactly. It's a bunch so, of hogwash. Uh, well, I think Oregon, it's not even just that, that they're that winning will get them there. I think they're deserving. To me, I think they do look like one of the be- one of the four best teams. I would love to see them in the playoff. Uh, you know, I think they'll probably get blown out by Ohio State if that's the case. But even still, they look good. Their defense is good. Justin Herbert had a big game. He had four touchdowns, three three hundred and thirty three yards. Three, 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 repeating, of course, all that. <laughs> and then we just mentioned Utah. Utah blows out UCLA, 49-3. to three. Holding UCLA, I know they're not a good team, but they've scored a lot of points on a lot of different teams. To hold UCLA to three points is insane. Yeah. That's really impressive. So Utah, has a, again, they're making statements as well. They see the writing on the wall. They know if they come out, beat these teams by a lot, it's only going to help their chances. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, Minnesota. You know, we, we talked them up last week. We said put some respect on their name. They I should have been ta- ranked. I should have taken you on that bet too. <laughs> God, I, I just know. Did, I was too well. I did say, and, and it was close. So uh, I was favored by three. They win by four. They, they so they do cover at home, but even still, like that that was one where before before I gave out the pick, I told you all this is a trap game. I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. And once again, I think you're like I one in burned. five this every, year. When you every say time that. I've said <laughs> that I shouldn't be taking it, but I'm taking it, I get burned, and so. Of course, I should. Iowa was the side. Uh, Minnesota just a letdown, a letdown moment there. They struggled on offense. Iowa, you know, it's a tough place to play at Iowa. But even still, I think it kind of proves that maybe they just kind of put their whole season on that Penn State yeah, game, yeah, and that extra week of of prep for them help them out there. I think they'll probably it, it's going to come down to them playing. Uh, Wisconsin for the Big Ten West, I believe. And Wisconsin's probably going to win that game. Maybe. Wisconsin right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I think that'll be a good game. Minnesota did beat them pretty pretty bad last year. So maybe there's that, but Wisconsin certainly, certainly improved off of last year. So yeah. stay in the Big Ten. Penn State, Indiana. One we gave out that hit. Yes, yes, yes. Indiana covered. And honestly, they, almost, they had a chance there at the end. If it wasn't <laughs> for the botched fake punt that happened late in the game, I think Indiana honestly could have pulled that off on the road. No, we were both into that game, both liked Indiana. And, th- I mean, it was throughout the game. It wasn't some fluke backdoor cover. They looked right. like like the, the, the side there in the spread. And uh, Penn State, I'm not so sure about Penn State, man. Look, I, I think Penn State's good. I don't know if they're great. But, but I really think it's just Indiana's really playing a lot better than people expected. They're 7-3 and three now. Yeah, that's what's weird about the Big Ten this year is those teams like Minnesota, Indiana, just weird teams are good this year, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Penn State, obviously, they got their big one against Ohio State this week. And Indiana at home to Michigan next week. Could be a trap game there for Michigan. Uh-oh, folks. Watch uh, out, Will. But Watch out. maybe the most exciting game of the weekend, the Oklahoma-Baylor game. This bum, was insane. Bum, bum, this bum, is the, bum, bum. This is the craziest game. It uh Baylor at one point was up, I believe, twenty-eight to three at the beginning of the game. Uh, twenty-eight to three, they're blowing out Oklahoma at halftime. It's thirty-one to ten, and Oklahoma comes storming back. Baylor doesn't score the whole second half. Oklahoma comes back all the way down from twenty-eight points or twenty-five points. They win thirty-four thirty-one. 
Baylor blew it, man. I know Oklahoma, they came back and played great and made adjustments. No. But to me, Baylor blew this one. What's going on with OU? Like, they went from having this great defense. The great, Isn't that his name, Grinch? Alex Grinch, yeah. Yeah, still Grinch. Yeah, he's supposed to be this great. And they looked so good to start the season, and then it's just falling off, and they've been sliding back down to this bat. But now they can't even keep up offensively. For OU, you expect them at least to score a lot of points if they're going to give up a lot of points. Yeah. The Kansas State game couldn't do that last week, couldn't do that until late. Now, yes, some of that's on OU, but like you mentioned, man, Baylor let that thing go. Yeah, they were up they at halftime. They've got to learn... And that's that's my problem with the style that Baylor plays is it's not so spread and gimmicky like it was under Art Bryles, but they still need to do a better job holding a lead. And when you go into a halftime with that monster lead, you can't come out in the second half and just keep running the same game plan the entire time. Maybe you do in the third quarter or a majority of the third quarter, but you can't play with your hair on fire the entire second half. Give OU all those opportunities, all those possessions. I think a lot of that's on Baylor. Yeah, I mean, Baylor came out, Charlie Brewer looked like so this incredible world-beater quarterback, he was all over the place. He's running the ball. He's throwing it. Baylor's defense was forcing turnovers and doing great things. And you mentioned it. The Oklahoma offense just isn't what we expected. I think that they're one-dimensional. I just don't think they're running the ball well. The, uh, almost all of their running game comes from Jalen Hurts running the ball. And you got to give them credit because they came back. They made the adjustments. But all Baylor's got to do is get one, one time in the end zone in the second half, and they win that game. Baylor? I don't even know her. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, but you know they're pro- most likely going to rematch in the uh, Big Twelve Championship yeah, game, definitely. so they'll have their shot. Yeah, it's going to be them. Yep. I would have never thought that in a million years it'd be Baylor in there. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, boy, that was fun. That was a good one for me to watch. Yeah, Michigan State got off to a nice start in the first quarter. Yeah, they're up seven nothing yeah, at the end of the first, and then Michigan there for a while. went and uh, pulled the rug out from now, underneath. You're the you're the uh, translator the resident translator for jim harbaugh because we don't often know what he's trying to say Mm -hmm. he was talking about after the game reporters were asking him why his team is playing better now compared to earlier in the season and this is what uh, jim harbaugh had to say you know why is your team better what's the biggest thing i mean uh team's just been improving been getting better i mean can't can't plant potatoes one day and expect to eat potato salad the next day uh, there's some time time to develop uh, what's he talking about there? What well, does that mean? First of all, we all know that Jim is very much motivated by food. <laughs> yes. He's talked in the past about his his affinity for steaks and milk, and you know, good things like that. All the natural proteins, as he put it. He said that uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but he thought the four uh, most natural proteins that a human being can have are steak, milk sleep and water oh those, okay. those, those are the best proteins <laughs> out there for you so you know, like protein a, yeah. shake no thank you i'll just have my whole milk with a nice 16 ounce steak look i mean he's right uh it's a silly it's a silly thing to say and i wish i kind of wish he hadn't compared his team to potato salad because look i i like potato salad i love potato salad but maybe you could pick something like a little further up the the line you know like maybe say i don't know you uh Man, let's see here. You, you know, you can't. You, you go you, for sides. No, I mean, just like go. It doesn't even have to be a food. Couldn't it have been like you don't? Uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in one day or something like that. Yeah. Something, something a little more special than hey, yeah. I know we're potato salad now, but we were potatoes earlier. You in know, the what's year. underrated as a kind of a hand, uh, you know, like a snack that you pass around an appetizer. Uh, shrimp cocktails. Yeah, I love. We've gone. Shrimp cocktails. This isn't the first time we've mentioned shrimp cocktails on the show. Tyler. Really? Have we gone? Remember when we uh, we were the first to crack the conspiracy about 
the shrimp cocktail people and the cocktail sauce people. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's right. Exactly. That's how we got on it. We cracked the case. Turns out that it's a racket. The people who who own uh, cocktail sauce, or not cocktail sauce, Before, it's, uh, uh, is that what it is? That's know. what it is, right? The cocktail the stuff that you dip shrimp yes, cocktail yes, in. Yeah, yeah, cocktail sauce. Before I stopped all my other outside jobs and started focusing on sports betting, I got it because I was terrified at first that I was going to lose all my money. <laughs> and so I got a serving job at CBM Potts. It's this uh-huh. restaurant kind of by us. And when I was working there, uh, someone asked for cocktail sauce. We didn't have any, but apparently you can make some. And so this chick goes, oh, no, it's okay. You just make some real quick. And I was like, what? How do you just... I love cocktail sauce. Ketchup, salt, and water or something? No, dude, it was gross. It was ketchup and... Uh, and I don't... I hate ketchup. It was ketchup and uh, horseradish. Oh, yeah. She's like, just mix together ketchup and horseradish. That's cocktail sauce. I'm like, this is cocktail sauce? That's disgusting. That's what I've been... Uh, so since then, I have not had any cocktail sauce. All right, so first of all, I just want to make a... You say ketchup. I can't stand ketchup. You can't stand ketchup or ketchup? Because which is it? Because it sounds like you were saying ketchup, and I'm not saying it's incorrect, but I always said it ketchup, you know? Okay, Mr. I, Pronunciation, I know it's please. spelled different ways. And all that, but uh, whatever uh, that condiment is that everyone knows <laughs> we're talking about, I don't like it. I can't stand it. And it doesn't matter. Someone across the table, ten seats down, could be eating something with ketchup, and it'll somehow get ketchup. on my food or me or something. Ketchup is the most. So you're a must. But what do you dip your French fries in then? Don't tell me you're a ranch guy. Uh, I like. Well, I, I do like ranch, but I like I like buffalo sauce. I like barbecue sauce. Okay. I like honey mustard. I like anything. I don't do condiments. I'm not a picky eater at all. I'll eat anything out there, but I won't eat ketchup or sour cream. Interesting. It's like the only two things I won't eat. I mean, I don't think it's terrible that you won't eat those things, but I like mustard. it is strange. Mustard's good. Mustard's good on a broth. But I'm also, dude, I'm also, just don't tell me what's in it. I hate when, I used to date this girl. It was, nothing drove me crazier. She would always have to tell me everything that's in it. And I was like, I was like, just stop telling me what's in it. I'll eat it. Oh, you don't man. have to give me the whole presentation of it's got this and this. And she couldn't help herself. She could See, not. I help don't herself. care. I mean, I know what's in a hot dog. I still eat a hot dog. I know it's not good, but I, I don't ju- care. You, I can, just you can tell me what I'm eating is, is like the fingers just serve of, it if it's <laughs> of dead people. And that's if it's good on the pizza, I'm going to eat it. I don't really, care. Really, you'd go for. Yeah, good man. old dead fingers on the Look, pizza. man, I'm not going to tell you it's in a hot dog tower, but if you want to continue eating them, just don't Google it, just, okay? Just get the Omaha steaks, all beef <laughs> hot dogs. Well, you know what? I do like, just to get back, <laughs> we went on a tangent here because it all started <laughs> with potato salad from Jim Harbaugh, and I do love potato salad. Both the, uh, There's two. You can either make it with mayo or mustard, by the yeah. way. They're both good. Yeah. But Harbaugh's right. I mean, this Michigan team is playing their best football right now, and I don't think Michigan State's very good. Their record definitely doesn't show it. They're 2-5 and five in the Big Ten. But it, it was a rivalry game, and usually in rivalry games, you do kind of throw out the record books a little bit. And for Michigan to just blow them out over the, the final three quarters of the game, Shea Patterson had four touchdowns. It was amazing, man. It was fun to watch. I don't like Michigan State. I do wonder if uh, if this kind of will mark the end of D'Antonio's run at Michigan State. We'll find out. But this Michigan team is firing on all cylinders. We'll see how they do against Indiana and, of course, Ohio State in a couple weeks. So. Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff, Willie. Um, one last game I wanted to talk about here. Iowa State and Texas. Texas, they fall to 6-4. and four. They're 4-3 four and three in the Big 12. Iowa State gets it done. Iowa State is now at 6-4 and four as well. And, Tyler, my season win total bet can – eight. 
it can push if it's they the win best. their last the two. <laughs> so the best I can do, looking at my season win totals once again, this is just the the bet board is not going in my favor this year, folks. <laughs> uh, the three season win total bets that Tyler and I did not see eye to eye was Ohio State or excuse me Iowa State, which is eight wins. Arizona State seven and five. That one's gone. They're five and five right now. Arizona State has no chance to cover that. So Tyler wins that one. He went under. I went over. Georgia at eleven. That can be a push too. I think that. So the will best be a you push. can do in Iowa State and Georgia is push. Yeah, the best I can out. do is, both get, is get my money back on, <laughs> on on two of them and lose the other. The bet board is not going. And you know what? The bet board was my idea. This is horrible. This yeah, is the worst thing in the world. It's because it's because you thought they because Will's obviously. I mean, Will's the expert. Will is. Why and you know we replay a portion of this show on on my show because Will knows more about college football. Will is the expert here. You thought you were just gonna roll in here, mop the floor up with me, show the show the show the professional better where it was really at. You know what's kind of funny? Uh, I still almost feel like I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, how that's how a square better thinks look, right look, there. Look, look, really, when it the the one phrase I use almost more than anything else is sample size. And we're going to have this show for years to come. This is going to be a, I don't know if it's going to be a running total, but we'll be able to look year in, year out, and, and maybe you know yeah. restart every year. We'll have so the stats. There will be a lot of games coming up, Will. We'll have but, the archives. But hey, for now, I am, oh, I am on Seven fire. Eight. So technically you're 8-1 and one now if we include that Arizona State win total bet because they can't get eight to 8 wins. Yes. Best they could do is 7. I don't think they're even they're going to get there. Yeah. So Well, well. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Ugh, don't like it, Tyler. Don't like it. Uh, you want to do uh, stock up, stock down? Let's do it. It's time to play stock up or stock down. You got a couple? I have just one stock up. I, I have one stock up and four stock downs. I have two stock downs. So we'll see <laughs> if, we, if we're, if we're on the us. same side here. Uh, stock up, Tyler Walgy. I, 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 hey! I had to throw you a bone here. Hey! Tyler's Thanks, stock bro. is up. He is crushing me on the bet board. I am a uh, I'm a great honorable man, so I will give you your respect because <laughs> I am honorable. I am a great Do person. Do great honorable men announce that they're great honorable men? Well, only when they are, and I definitely am. <laughs> I'm a wonderful friend, the best person you've ever met, so I just wanted to give you your due respect because I'm so great. Stock up. All right, I like it. Uh, my stock up is the Pac-12. Ooh. Right now, if, if, if we take a Harry Potter time machine, okay, the little watch, and you go back one month. I'm not even going to go back to the beginning of the season, Will. You go back one month from today, it was crazy to think the Pac-12 even had a chance to make it in the playoffs. Yeah. No one was giving anyone a shot. Oregon, Utah, the, the Washington at that point, no one gave them a chance. Now at this point in the season, granted, it is predicated on Alabama losing a game, Tua getting hurt. I don't care. The Pac-12 stock is rising right now. They're likely to have a team in the playoffs. Pac-12, rising stock, Will. Okay, fair enough. My first stock down... College football scheduling. Week 13 is kind of a stock down. I'll tell you why. It's because the SEC doing their stupid SEC shit once again. And look, I love watching the SEC. I love the teams. What I hate is that, A, look, everyone schedules cupcakes, but only the SEC are the ones that are scheduling them week 11 in the season or, or the 11th game, week 13. Alabama, they're playing Western Carolina on Saturday. Auburn is playing Samford. Uh, Kentucky scheduled UT Martin, Vanderbilt even. Vanderbilt's not even good. Even they scheduled East Tennessee State. Hmm. Uh, they have Miss, a good program. <laughs> Mississippi State's playing Abilene Christian. It's just ridiculous. I want all the conferences, and 
I get it. The SEC, they don't have to do the same thing as everyone else. So they, if they want to take advantage of it, great. But I think it's, I think it's lame. I think it's bush league. I think that the SEC should play a nine-game conference schedule, and I think that they shouldn't be allowed to schedule cupcakes the second to last week. You know, right before the Alabama Auburn game every year. I think it's stupid. Yeah, it's like part of the schedule now for all these teams. As a matter of fact, the new coach at CU, Mel Tucker, who came from Georgia. He said he wanted to bring that. In one of his inaugural speeches, he said, hey, in the SEC, we schedule all of our easy games before our rivalries. And he wants to now bring in, you know, an easy game for CU to play before they play Utah every year. Right. And it's just like, I don't love that. That's not making the sport better. No, it doesn't. And the fans suffer, too, because this weekend, yeah, exactly. look, there's some good games this weekend, but it's not as good as it could be. If, 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 uh, Do you think if- that... We, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Do you think that when you look at all the major sports, and I think it's fair to include college football as a major sport in America. Absolutely. Is there any sport that disregards the fans more? It mm. seems like the NBA, the NFL, baseball, hockey, you know, they all try and accommodate the fans. Everything, the scheduling, it all has some, it, it's, it may not be 100% for the fans, but it seems like a lot of decisions made by the front office, the commissioner, or to accommodate the fan base. It seems like college football is the one sport that gives the middle finger to the fan base. And I will say this: I think college football fans are probably the best fans out there. They're loyal. They should, you know, they, they, passionate. They're passionate. Yeah. And so, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that it's difficult because in college football, obviously, the NCAA is kind of the ruling or the ruling body, the governing body there. Right. But with all the conferences having, you know, I think that you could say. Other conferences aren't trying to give the middle finger to their fans. So I wouldn't say the whole sport, uh, but you're right. I mean, the NBA is probably the best at just listening to what the fans want and doing that. They'll change rules and stuff like that, try to make it better. I don't know if the NFL is great, does great by their fans either. I almost just think that the NFL just knows it's there and people will watch it. Which is probably the case, Do whatever they want. So I don't know. I'm not – I just think that – I don't know that it's really a problem with college football. I definitely think college football has plenty of things that should be improved and, you know, lots of problems that need to be worked out, but – I just more think this is an SEC thing to where they know it's kind of like the NFL. They know, well, this is how it is, and people are going to watch. People are into it no matter what, so why would we change? And I just wish they would. You know, it's one thing to play Samford or Western Carolina week two or week three when, you know, Ohio State's playing FIU or whatever because other teams do that. But to schedule it the second to last week of the season you know, for your 11th game I think is bullshit. All right, should I give my next uh, stock down? Yep. Now, this may be an obvious one. Alabama! They were number one a couple weeks ago. Yep. Everyone at least had them getting into the playoffs. You and I had a conversation on this show. We said, if they lose to LSU, could they still get in? And we brought up if Tua plays, so on and so forth. But it was still a discussion to be had. No one was laughing at the fact that Alabama could lose a game and still be in. They lose. Tua gets hurt. It looks like all is crumbling down in the world of Alabama football. I put their chances now of getting into the playoffs very slim. If they have any chance at all, Alabama stock is quickly falling. Yeah, not to mention uh, one Tyler Walgie was tweeting that Nick Saban should be fired. That doesn't <laughs> bode well for their stock being up either. So, all right, stock down. My last stock idiot. down I've got here, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Texas, the state of Texas. Texas college football teams Deep last weekend. Deep in the heart of Texas. There are 11 FBS uh, football programs in the state of Texas. They went 3-8 and eight on Saturday. Texas lost. Baylor lost. Texas Tech lost. UTEP lost. Texas State, Houston, and University of Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners, all losers. TCU got a win. Texas A&M got a win. And Rice. Classic <laughs> Rice. 3-8. and eight. 
You know, t- they say everything's bigger in Texas, especially the losing, apparently. Three and eight, that's tough for Texas. Uh, my next stock down, uh, the Rutgers cheerleaders. Did you see <laughs> the uh, male Rutgers cheerleader, the dude? No, I didn't. What happened? How did Who, I miss this? Okay. <laughs> we may have to put a link up to this on our uh, on the uh, show Twitter. Okay. Ohio State, Ohio State scored a touchdown, and one of the dude cheerleaders for Rutgers is cheering, and then he quickly realizes that the wrong team scored, scored, so he turns around real quick and tries to like, hide himself. But he, it was all he caught on TV. He just saw a red team score. He just saw a like, red team, this. yeah, and he didn't realize that it wasn't his team who scored. You're telling so. me that the cheerleaders aren't you know, super invested in knowing exactly which team is which here? Rutgers cheerleaders, major stock down. I think you could probably just say Rutgers in general <laughs> stock down, but the cheerleaders involved too. I like it. Yeah, that's... Uh, and, and my last stock down, potato salad. <laughs> because wait what well look when Jim Harbaugh gave his little rant he was you know, why is your team better what's the biggest thing I mean uh, team's just been improving been getting better I mean you can't can't plant potatoes one day and expect to eat potato salad the next day uh, there's some time to, time to develop I love potato salad, and Me I feel too. like that's putting potato salad in a negative light. You can't. What? You need to. You need to. He's using it in a negative analogy. No. You need to. I oh, think potato salad takes a lot of time to make. No, is he I, saying his team is potato salad and they started off as potatoes? Yeah, and, I think what he's saying is that it takes time to make something great, and they're playing great right now. And just like making potato salad from, you know, if you're going to grow potatoes, it's going to take some time before you can make your delicious y- potato salad. I think it's a know, good thing. You want to know why that's bullshit? It's because. No, Ryan Day didn't need to take time to make potato salad with Ohio State. They were potato salad from game one. Yeah, uh, I think Clemson I think Urban Meyer salad. might have left him some leftover <laughs> potato salad to begin with, Tyler. Uh, maybe you're right. Uh, all right, that does it for my stock up, stock down. I got nothing else, Will. Thanks, as always, to Wise Money Sports. Wise Money Sports. So Tyler and I were just talking about Wise Money, and here's why. I wasn't paying attention this weekend. I did not look at the portfolio. And what happened, Tyler? Nine, three, and one. Nine, three, and one. I just lost all, all that money <laughs> I could have won by going with the wise money bets. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't look at the portfolio this weekend. I could have made some money right there. That That's huge. And uh, I missed out. And all of you that aren't uh, a member of wise money are missing out too. So go online, check them out, wisemoneysports.com. You can get professional bettors picks individually. You can pay for a better package where you get a sports betting broker. So check them out online, wisemoneysports.com and on Twitter at wisemoneysports. All right, Tyler. We picked... All righty, well. Last week, we picked the next outdated movie that you had to watch. (laughs) We picked Saving Private Ryan, another classic Tyler had never seen. And I just want... Before you give your review... Tyler texted me when he was <laughs> watching this. Uh, this was last week sometime. I don't remember when. I don't know, Thursday or Friday maybe. Yeah. Whatever day you watched it. Yeah. I get a text from Tyler, and he goes, Ugh, I'm 30 minutes in. This is so slow. When is it going to pick up? The movie, for those of you that haven't seen it, most of you probably have, it opens with D-Day, like maybe the most chaotic war scene ever. And uh, Tyler's like, oh, he's just yawning. He's like, what is this? I don't like this. And to his credit... Maybe another 30 minutes later, he texted me and said, okay, it's starting to pick up here. But you know what, Tyler? I'm excited to hear what your review is because uh, I won't, I'm not going to lie. You got me a little fired up when you said that to me. Yeah, let's get to the review. Let, let's get to this thing because, Will, I, I admit, it was. It started off and I'm going, what the hell is this? It, it's literally Saving Pride Ryan 
goes 20 minutes of opening war scene. Yeah. It's like, I get it. Like, I understand what's happening here. I don't need... I'm sitting looking. I shouldn't be checking the length of the movie 20 minutes in going, <laughs> how much does this take up of the movie? It's it's little bit strung out. And I'm, I feel like Steven Spielberg and other big... You know, directors, they find little cheap ways, you know, to... There's one thing... D-Day is cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, there's one... If you heard my review of Up Before, things like that, I hate dangling... I hate manipulating the audience. And it's just like, that's all that movie was for a a long time. I was just like, dude, this is so... I understand. You know, historically... And here's the thing, too, is I feel like now there's pressure on me to uh-huh. say I love this movie or I'm not American. No, I'm not going to say that. But, you know, like... I mean, you're not, but okay. That, <laughs> a, and so, between that and, like, you, you can't rip on a war movie or you're not... You know, so I get it. And I understand that that war is I, bad, right? And I don't want to come across as some, like, snooty, like, kid who's never been to... You know, like, I get that. But I also think there's a middle ground between understanding that war is bad and like, okay, do we need to have this for 20 minutes of the graphic people getting shot? After that, and it starts to develop the story, I like it. It was a great cast. It was a fun... It was, you know, a long journey from Milan to Minsk. They they, they had their ups, their downs. Obviously, they encountered a lot of little battles on the way to get Private Ryan. There was comedy in there. They tell the wrong private. It's his brother, so on and so forth. But then... Okay. At the end, they finally show up, and of course, if anyone, it's Matt Damon. It's like, pfft, Matt Damon is Private Ryan. Okay, that's awesome. And he doesn't even want to go. He lost his brothers, man. And he gave he him a break. Go. And he's like, no, I'm good here. It's like, dude, the whole fucking movie is to come save you. You don't have a choice. Let's go. So they end up protecting the goddamn bridge. It was a good movie. It, 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 we could do with five minutes of war, right? Or here's all you need. Here's all you need is a, a, a black screen with white letters, D-Day in the year. That's all you need. And then, boom, you go into the story. I don't need, oh, okay, this is D-Day. And then 10 minutes later, oh, okay, th- there's more dead people. It's the, oh, okay, 10 minutes later, I see. After you get past that, not a bad movie. I'm going to give it, let's give it uh Yeah, we still haven't figured out the scale for this. Let, let's do. What, let, what our rating system we'll, is. We'll do a different one for each show. How about? Okay. We'll do so not s- one to one hundred this no. time. No, we'll do stars. We'll do twenty stars because, like, the stars. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan has lost stars in the uniform. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go sixteen and point eight stars. Okay, not that's bad. Fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But I have I have something for you here, Will. I have a double feature for you. A double, a double feature, feature movie review. Yes, yes. You so watched another one? I watched two movies this Oh, weekend. this is a surprise. Yes, yes okay. exactly. What now, was it? You may not love the second movie. This this was not planned or anything like that. This wasn't now, on my list? No, I don't think it's on many people's <laughs> best movie list. But I was scrolling Hulu, and it's from one Matt Damon movie to another. Have you ever seen... Uh, <laughs> you're going to hate me for this. Have you ever seen Downsizing with Matt Damon? No. I remember seeing the preview for it, and I thought that looks like the stupidest thing I've it ever seen. It was so bad. Yeah. It was so stupid. Like, people want to get downsized to save resources. And yeah. It's like cheaper to live in a house that's his, like yeah, one square yeah. foot. And his wife bails. They're doing the surgery. For a tinier man? <laughs> no. They're, they're doing the surgery, and he wakes up, and he's all tiny. And he like his wife calls him. 
She's like, yeah, I got scared. I didn't want to. He's like, what? <laughs> so he's just small, pissed off for the whole movie. And then he meets this chick and helps her get like a prosthetic leg. It was a very bizarre <laughs> movie for the small people. Sounds awful. All right, yeah. so how many out of 20 stars do no, you give No, that? let's not get this one stars. We can get this one... Uh, Let's give it laser beams because that's what they kind of make the people small with. Okay. So let's let's do it on a scale of fifty laser beams. How about? And I'll give it I'll give it twenty six laser beams out of fifty. Maybe twenty six okay. and a half laser beams. That's not great. But no, it was not good. Okay. I don't recommend it by any means. Interesting. So I wondered. Well, you know what? We can at least set set it all. Tyler does not respect the troops, and uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tyler obviously. Loves the, tro- the troops and all that, but I always love that. I-, I don't love it. It's a very difficult scene to watch, but, you know, Upham, the, like, the cowardly guy in the movie, yes. the cowardly guy yeah. who he's, he's screaming out for him as this German soldier's, like, stabbing him, and Upham's crying on the staircase. I always like calling people Upham as an insult. Well, so now you can use I think that. that says a little bit more about you, Will. Yeah, sure. A little window into uh, the psyche of Will Chambers Whatever, today. Whatever, Upham. Uh, let's do some Week 13 games. Let's do it. All right, first up, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road here. Look, Indiana's for real. They proved last week they're a really good team and not the Indiana that we've been used to uh, seeing for so long. Indiana outgained Penn State by almost 100 yards in that game last week. And if just a couple plays end differently in that game, we might be talking about the Hoosiers upsetting Penn State on the road. Their offense is clearly capable of scoring, and especially through the air. Michael Penix Jr. may be out. But Peyton Ramsey has arguably done better. He he uh, he doesn't offer the running threat like Penix Jr. does, but he's completing 72% of his passes, and the Hoosiers continue to rack up yards in the passing game. They had 371 passing yards against Penn State for uh, uh, for reference there. But then I look at that game. Indiana scored 14 points early on in the fir- in the first quarter, and then only 13 the rest of the game. That to me is an indicator that. The bye week had a lot to do with it. They were able to come up with a great game plan during that bye week. And once Penn State was able to make some adjustments, they could hold Indiana out of the end zone there. And now they don't have that extra week to prepare for Michigan. And Michigan's defense is much better geared towards slowing down the passing attack. Michigan right now is allowing just 156 passing yards per game and 55% completion for opposing quarterbacks. They're deep in the secondary, deep at the corner position. They have a solid pass rush. I think that they can limit Indiana's offense greatly here. And then when you look at Indiana's defense, it's been good against bad offenses, but not good when they face a real offense. You look at their opponents so far. Ohio State, Nebraska, and Penn State all scored more than 30 points. Ohio State scored 50. Even Michigan State, who's not a good offense, scored 40 on Indiana. Michigan, Michigan's offense, however, has been great the last four games. On the ground and through the air, uh, Michigan has won 23 straight against Indiana. I will say, though, Indiana has given Michigan some serious scares in recent years. Uh, there was an overtime game two years ago, another overtime game, or excuse me, an overtime game four years ago, another overtime game two years before that. Jeez, what am I trying to say here? I'm, I'm messing this up. No, I got it. Yeah, two years Two ago. out of the last four years, yeah. there's been overtime games between Michigan and Indiana. But even still, I think this is a bad spot for the Hoosiers. Michigan hasn't covered against Indiana in Harbaugh's first four years, but I think this is the year he does it. I'm taking Michigan here minus eight and a half. I think the whole handicap comes down to Michigan running the football. If you look at the Penn State game, Ohio State game, where Indiana's really given up yards this year, they've, they're giving up yards on the ground. And they're not able to kind of play that game. If you're going to give up rushing yards, you need to be able to take the ball and control the clock yourself. They're only averaging 133 on the ground. So I think Michigan running the football is going to be the advantage this game. And also, 
I think what's happening this season is Michigan is turning into potato salad, man. They are much different than they were early in the season. And what happens is you take all of the season stats and kind of bake them into the line. Michigan's better than this right now. I think they frustrate Indiana and get the big win on the road. Give me Michigan minus the eight and a half. Yep, eight and a half. All right, so we're both on that. Next game up, TCU. They go on the road at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, a 19-point favorite here. Is it 19 right now? Uh, it was last night. Do you want to double check yeah, and yeah, see, see if we're up? Yeah. Last time I saw last night, it was 19. So Oklahoma, they escaped that Baylor game with a crazy 25-point comeback. And they're it is 19. 19, okay. Uh, Oklahoma's playoff hopes are still technically alive for now. Yeah. TCU probably isn't the team that can end the Final Four dream for the Sooners, but that doesn't mean they can't cover. So the Horned Frogs, their 5-5 five and five record definitely carries some weight when you consider the matchup. Uh, but T- And TCU also... They're two and four in their last six straight up, one and five against the spread in those same six. And yet, I still think TCU is the play here. I can't talk myself out of it. Here's why: Oklahoma's last three games, the defense has started to show cracks. They're, they've given up 120 points in those three matchups. Then you look at the Sooners' offense. We talked about it earlier in the show. We talked about it last week before the Baylor matchup. They're too dependent on Jalen Hurts running the ball uh, in the ground game. Their offense has become one-dimensional. And without balance on offense, you're bound to have issues. This is going to force Oklahoma to throw the ball a bunch. And when you look at TCU's defense, they're pretty solid against the pass. They're allowing just 55% completion to opposing quarterbacks, barely 200 yards through the air. Combine that with the fact that CeeDee Lamb, the star wide receiver for Oklahoma, he may be out again this week. He didn't play last week. I think we see TCU score here. I think they can get maybe 30 points on this Oklahoma defense. And I don't think Oklahoma is going to score enough to cover the 19 point spread i'm taking tcu here against all my uh my better knowledge god again will we're not so different you and i <laughs> i'm on uh i'm on uh tcu here it's just been oklahoma recently we just talked about michigan how they're better now than the season would suggest oklahoma is actually worse now than their season stats would, su- would suggest tcu has a massive advantage here with the spread 19 is just way too many points I lean over here as well. I think TCU gets on the board. I think OU finds a way to score That's right now. 65, Yeah, right? 65 is the over-under. I really like the over. So my best bet of this game is over 65 points. If I have to pick one side or the other, I'm going to go TCU plus a 19. Okay, love it. We're both on, Love that drop, by the way. The Austin Powers, the, <laughs> the Dr. Evil drop. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, next game, Texas at Baylor. We're staying in the Big 12. Baylor, a six-point home favorite here. Both teams coming off a loss. Baylor's, of course, was heartbreaking, whereas Texas's loss to Iowa State was potentially backbreaking. The Longhorns fall to Ooh, six and four on the season. Backbreaking. That's right. What's well, worse, I, the heart of the back? Would, would you rather have a broken back or a broken heart? You Tyler? ever had a bad back injury? Have you ever had your heart <sighs> broken, Tyler? Well, <laughs> yes, that's true. Will. <laughs> uh, the Longhorns fall to six and four on the season. They're just four and three in Big Twelve play, and now Tom Herman. May have found himself on the hot seat asses a fire segment. Who knows? Maybe we'll do that Boy, next that week. that was quick. But, yeah. But the weirdest part is how they're losing games. You to- uh, Had you told me that Texas would hold Iowa State to just 27 points before the game, I would have bet-, I- I bet you that Texas wins that game. But the offense has slowed down over-, over the last three games. Since the shootout against Kansas, where Texas scored 50 points, the Longhorns haven't broken. They haven't scored more than 30 points since. And since getting some of their better defenders back on defense, they seem greatly improved. Just a few weeks ago, they were ranked outside the top 100 in scoring defense after holding Kansas State and Iowa State to 24 and 23 points in consecutive games. 
They've actually jumped up to 80th in points against. But it may just be a little bit uh, too little too late. Now they have to travel to Waco to play this Baylor team that while they totally blew the game against Oklahoma, they still have their path to the Big 12 championship in front of them. They just have to beat Texas and Kansas to set up the rematch against the Sooners for the Big 12 championship. Uh, they have what is probably the best defense in the conference, uh, Baylor does. So far this year, the Bears are allowing opposing teams to score just 20 points per game. That's good for top 25 in the nation. And it's a well-balanced offense. Charlie Brewer, he can hurt you on the ground and through the air. I think Baylor has shown themselves to be the better team. I think Matt Rule gives them a coaching advantage over Tom Herman. And maybe most importantly, Baylor's motivated. They have a reason to keep fighting and improve and play hard, and I'm afraid some of the Texas players don't. I think Baylor's going to cover here. Take the Bears. I'm terrified of this game. I don't want to go one way or the other. I I don't want to bet either of these teams. Now, Texas has looked very bad the last couple weeks. Texas right now is a fade team for me. I don't want to bet on the Longhorns. The other side, though, Baylor, I could see a massive drop-off. Look, they had that game won last week. After that happens, and you have a game in the bag, you you end up blowing it to Oklahoma. I, I just feel like there's going to be too much of the what-if. Let's not forget, these are 18, 19-year-old kids. I mean, a loss like that greatly affects their psyche, the way they approach their job day in, day out. They could have been in a playoff discussion if they would have won that game. So I wonder, what's the drop-off going to be like? And I have a hard time quantifying that right now. If I knew Baylor was going to show up for this game, I would like the Bears. But something tells me that they're going to be lackadaisical. They're going to have maybe a so-so week of practice, let it bleed into this Texas game. And if there's one thing I know, yes, Tom Herman's not having a very good year. But as an underdog, he really overperforms. That's a great stat, uh, him as an underdog. So all those things kind of go together to I pass this game. I don't want to bet one way or the other. Uh, afraid of the letdown for Texas and afraid of Tom Herman and that as and that underdog role, so uh, pass for me. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I just think that Texas is on the verge of losing their locker room. Uh, you know, six and four is really bad for Texas. But but, but but if you're correct and Tom Herman is on the hot seat, wouldn't that be a motivational edge for him? And wouldn't he now find a way to motivate his team, get them ready, make every change necessary, whether you're starting some guys who haven't started yet, making changes, whatever. Maybe. If I Tom mean, Herman truly is on the hot seat, or he's even feeling a little bit of that, you could you could see, you could sense, or you could at least picture a scenario to where right now in Austin, it's all business this week, and they're going to get the, the, the W this weekend. So I, I don't know that for sure, though, because there's right. so many uncertainties is why it's a pass for me. Okay. I just don't know how... Tom Herman can really motivate these players. And and it's certainly possible. But what do you say at this point? You say, hey, you guys want to get eight wins or what? You know, that's the, before the season started at that LSU game, no, they still had high hopes. You say, we are the goddamn University of Texas Longhorns. We can still win eight games. And if we get win eight, get to a bowl game, that wins nine. We can still salvage this season. And I think it's a bit of a motivating factor that a lot of people close to Texas, a lot of the media, a lot of the ex-players, uh, a lot of the alumni are really criticizing the players for Texas. I forget exactly who it was, and I should have this if I'm going to come out with this quote, but some guy came out a few weeks ago, old player for Texas, I think it was on ESPN, and he said they need to look more towards the black quarterback Yeah, because that's how things are going and they should look for black. You're telling me that with all the local scrutiny that those players won't have a little chip on their shoulder to say, oh yeah, watch this. So again, I certainly hope this so. is all speculation, and, and th- but this all adds up to I can't bet against either of these teams because of all this information coming in. But I think Texas may be more motivated than most people think. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, 
Uh, I think there's a lot of fair criticism for Texas, but to to say, oh, we need a black quarterback when Sam Ellinger has been playing it's out of his mind and yeah, putting the, the quarterback's team on his back. not the issue. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I can't remember who who said that, but uh, tis tis to you, sir. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, next game up, probably the biggest game of the weekend: Penn State going on the road at Ohio State. This is a huge number. Ohio State is an 18 point favorite right now against Penn State. Uh, Penn State, they survive at home against Indiana. And boy, do I hate being right all the time, Tyler. <laughs> I, I said last week their defense was good but a little overrated, and they gave up 27 at home to a good but not great Indiana offense. Now they have to go to Columbus and face the number one scoring offense in the nation. And at the same time, the Penn State offense has to try to keep up by scoring on a defense that, guess what, is ranked number one in defensive wow. scoring in the nation as well. You're going to be on Ohio State. I add, know it. add to the fact that Penn State's best offensive weapon, K.J. Hamler, total stud, uh, he's questionable to play. He got injured in the game against Indiana last week. His participation is up in the air. Their second most productive running back, Noah Kane, also questionable. If both of those guys don't play, that puts a ton of pressure on Sean Clifford. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure it really matters if they play or not. The fact is that Penn State is a very good team, probably a top 10 team, but I believe this Ohio State team is the best in the country, and you know I mean it because as a Michigan fan, I would love to tell you that they're overrated, not as good as the stats show, but they aren't. Uh, I know the recent history with these teams. The last three years, Penn State has been the most competitive team Ohio State has played over those last three years. Uh, Penn State won that game three years ago in Happy Valley on a blocked field goal, in the last two years, Penn State lost by just one point both games. But this is just a different Ohio State team. Penn State, Penn State's season rides on this game, and Ohio State's does too. The winner of this game is going to represent the Big Ten East in the Big Ten Championship game. The number is huge, but I really think that we're going to see Ohio State run Penn State out of the building in the second half. Blowout win for the Buckeyes. Take Ohio State. Uh, Minus the 18, take them, take their second half spread too, which should be right around eight or nine points. Take them both. Ohio State's going to crush them. I want to add some bet board games. I'm not just do. I promise you, I want to get more games up there. But I'm on Ohio State this game. Yeah. And it's the same reason I faded Ohio State last week. It's all motivation. When Ohio State played Rutgers last week, they had one game in their mind: the Penn State game. They've been ready for this game for a few weeks, and I think that Ohio State they haven't been challenged yet this year. It, they're looking forward to this game. This is an opportunity to prove to the rest of the country really how good they are. I think they're going to embarrass Penn State. These two teams are on different levels. You said you think Penn State's like a top 10 team. I've flipped the script. I, I, I was high on Penn State about a month ago. I think they're overrated now. I think Penn State truly is probably about 15 to 20. If I did power rankings, I'd wow. probably have Penn State that low, 15 to 20 or so. I think they're overrated, and they really get exposed this weekend. Not necessarily defensively because I think they're going to have a couple good defensive showings against Ohio State maybe a turnover or two it's going to be offensively they're going to get stifled by Ohio State's defense interesting and not be able to score much at all so Penn State for an offense I thought was really coming alive this year they're going to be they're going to have a bit of a reality check give me Ohio State to win very big this weekend okay we're both on that last but not least Oregon On the road at Arizona State, the Ducks are 14-point road favorites here. Tyler, talk me out of taking Oregon. Uh, I love Herm Edwards. Please take Arizona State, Will. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Herm Edwards. I think he's doing a great job at Arizona State. But it's just they're not who we thought they were. Uh, The defense isn't as strong as I expected. They've now lost four straight games, and in their last three opponents are averaging 35 points per game. 
They're, they're right now they're only giving up 20 points per game on the season, but you remove their first three games from, from the schedule. Those first three games they played Kent State, Sacramento State, Michigan State. None of those teams have good offenses. Since then, they're giving up an average of 30 points per game on the season. Wow. That's huge. You look at the teams scoring uh, the most on them as well. They're all athletic. They love to get the ball to get the ball to fast skill position players and spread the field. This does not bode well for the Sun Devils. Oregon is on a roll. The Ducks have scored 35 or more in their last five games, and they're looking more and more like the Oregon teams that we loved with Chip Kelly. They're scoring a ton of points. Justin Herbert, he's doing great, but most importantly, he's not being asked to put the team on his back. They're running the ball for nearly 200 yards per game and five yards per carry. Their starting running back, C.J. Verdell, is questionable with a wrist injury, but I think they have depth enough for that position to overcome it if he doesn't play. And I just don't see, most importantly, I don't see how Arizona State can score on the Ducks here. The Oregon defense has been solid and especially performs well against teams that have below average offenses. Washington, Washington State, Auburn, and USC all scored 24 or more against the Ducks, but the rest of their Pac-12 opponents, Stanford, Cal, Colorado, and now Arizona, all of which not very good offenses, none of those teams even cracked double digits in their games against the Ducks. I put Arizona State on the same level as those teams that don't score well. I think Oregon's going to win this game 31-7. to I think the Ducks roll. Well, here's the thing. All those stats you just said are very correct. I agree with all that. And Oregon has extra incentive to blow Arizona State out this game. Yeah, they need the, it. The committee's going to be watching margin, right? Right. How much are these teams winning by, both Utah and Oregon this week? Uh, yeah, Utah plays this week. Both Utah and Oregon, this 14-and-a-half is, is, is going to be... I think, easy to cover once Oregon gets a hold of this game. It may yeah. be close for the first couple quarters, three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, I expect Oregon to pull away. By the way, the Sun Devils, 1-11 straight up their last 12 against Oregon. Wow. And it's not like they're covering against the spread. 4-8 and eight in those games against the spread. This isn't a good matchup if you look this season's it stats. This isn't a good matchup if you look at the history of these teams playing. And if you add the motivation on top, I love Oregon, minus 14.5. Now, what I would do is buy that half point. It's not always profitable to buy points. Given the fact that 14 is a very common number with these high totals and these high spreads, I think it's worth it to buy 10, 15 cents, buy onto the 14, and um, use that as a as a kind of a half point you're you're adjusting there. So give me the Ducks minus 14, buying the half point. Uh, I like the bet a lot. Man, Tyler and I are just on the same page. I know. I know. You know what? It's it's a bummer for the bet board, but it's good because uh, it's good for the historically audience. this year, you and I have been very good on games that we both agree on. Exactly. So I think here in the next couple of weeks, we got to go back. We did a recap midway through the season of our record. Why don't I do that this week? Yeah. Since we don't we have any games. We can both do it. We'll make okay. sure. Let's go back to the game where we counted on the, just to make it easy. Yeah. and Because we did that. I've got and, the yeah. numbers right here, actually. Awesome. So. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the show, guys. Thanks so much for listening, as always. Check us out on Twitter, if you don't already, at CFB Weekly on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.